Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I can't even tell you how excited I am today to bring you our featured guest, Richard and Namaste Moore. Richard, Namaste, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> well, Richard and Namaste are actually known as the infinite couple. They're life and relationship alchemists who facilitate the transformation of the mundane into the precious. They're teachers, public speakers, spiritual conduits and transmitters, and they work together. They're also parents of eight children in their blended family, and they can be found broadcasting live multiple times a week via their Periscope channel at Richard Namaste. Richard Namaste, take a minute, fill in any blanks that there may be in that intro, and and give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Well, I don't know that there's any blanks, but... um, (laughs) How can we have blanks with eight children? Right. right. (laughs) We don't have time for blanks. No, we... um, we're here in 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 central texas and yes. we live on the side of a mountain and we are you know we work together we're here you know we're together 24 7 365 which yes. which really surprises a lot of people for some reason they're like you guys do everything together we're like yes everything. <laughs> <laughs> we've been together for about 14 years just about mm-hmm. 14 years yeah and uh, and we are still deeply in love, which mm-hmm. is pretty amazing to a lot of people in today's world. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So, you know, where I'd love to start with you two is it, it's something I ask all of our guests, which is I'm wondering what you would say is your guiding principle. Maybe it's a quote. Maybe it's a mantra. Maybe it's, you know, your favorite joke. It's it's something that helps you stay on track regarding your partnership. And, and share with us what it is and then how our listeners can apply it in their partnerships in their life. Mm. Okay. Um, I would say for us is that, you know, we, you always have to choose between love and fear. So it doesn't matter whether you, you are talking about your relationship or how you look at the world, or how you interact with people, but particularly in terms of the person that you're in love with, um, when we're talking about everything and anything, there's always that, you know, that this, yeah, it's either love or fear, and our thing is, you know, always choose love, or try to choose love. Right. 
Right. Yeah. So for us, because that is a mantra, it is a guiding principle. Whenever we're having a conversation, whenever anything comes up, if we're being challenged in some way, it's always where's the love? Mm -hmm. You know, where's the love? Am I is this is this feeling that I'm feeling right now? Is it based on love or is it based on fear? Right. You know, is the decision I want to make? Am I advocating for love or am I advocating for fear? Mm -hmm. Um, When when we start looking at looking at looking at it in that way, what happens for me is that I recognize that I have a choice, you know, Mm -hmm. and that just because I'm feeling a certain way, that doesn't make that feeling me. So if I am fearful, I can choose love without identifying so closely with the fear that I'm like, well, that's just me. (laughs) So it kind of helps, it kind of helps separate, put a little bit of distance, a little more space Mm -hmm. um, between, between how we may be feeling at a moment versus where we want to create action from. Yeah. 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 I love that. And, And you know, I love one of the things you said, Namaste specifically, which is where you said it gives you choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of our biggest stumbling blocks is when we think we're just in a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't realize, wait, 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 I, I have a choice in how I respond to this or I have a choice in how I, you know, think about this or experience this. So I think that's one of the key things that underlies so many different aspects of partnership is recognizing it's all choice. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. absolutely is. You always have a choice and you aren't how you feel. You know, so when we feel that intensity of feeling in a moment, we can often identify with that and say, well, this is just the way I am. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, you do have a choice. You can choose differently. You can choose to let it go. You can Mm -hmm. choose to, you know, feel better. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can choose to laugh at yourself in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> laugh at yourself, exactly. Right, not take yourself too seriously. Yeah, we choose that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's very helpful, I think. One of the things that our listeners love about this show is is the stories that our guests are, are just so incredibly generous in sharing with them. And, and where I'd love to start is actually. If you would take us to a time in your life when yeah, you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and tell us that story, you know, what were you doing? What what did you get tripped up on? And and then what did you learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Mm. Um, well, for me, what comes up is that um, with my ex, you know, sometimes you can get drawn into communicating in a way that the other person wants to communicate or how they flow. And it's not for you. And I got tripped up because I'm not a yeller. I don't scream and yell and and really get all like super intense and, and kind of borderline out of control when I'm talking about something that's intense or we're having an argument or disagreement or something like that. So I kind of pride myself on being calm and, and easygoing and, you know, let's talk about it and work our way through it, whatever. She was somewhat more, more volatile, but the way people have different ways of thinking or feeling like they're, they are loved or heard or appreciated. And she felt appreciated if our intensity level matched. Like if she was yelling at me and I was yelling back and it was one situation and I had, you know, kind of committed myself to not doing that. And then one time I just like, okay, fine. And so she's yelling, I'm yelling, we're both yelling and I'm, I'm hearing myself. It's almost like I had this out-of-body experience where I'm looking at myself and, and feeling my face. And I could look in the rearview mirror of the car, um, and I saw what my face looked like. And I'm like, this isn't you. You don't. But I was, I was already in it. And so 
I recognized at that moment that, you know what, I had gotten sucked in. It was my choice. I made a choice to communicate the way that she wanted to communicate. But it really tripped me up. And, it, and seeing my face all, you know, distorted like that and hearing my voice at that volume let me know that I was not in the right place for me. I wasn't, I didn't feel good about myself in that moment. And so I decided, you know what? Shortly thereafter, I was like, you know what? You know, I have to do something different. We're going to have to do something different. And we eventually decided, you know, that the best thing to do was not to continue with the relationship in that way. But yeah, that was my moment where I had really gotten sucked in. Or, I don't know if it was sucked in necessarily. It was like, yeah, it was my choice to actually communicate in that way. But I recognized when I was in it that I didn't want to, to do that. I didn't want to communicate that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think something you mentioned there, Richard, is, you know, you did have a choice. But you also were aware that that was the choice she had made. That's what she was looking for to feel validated in that relationship. Yeah. And either you could go, yeah, I, I can match that and do this in the relationship. Or in your case, you looked at yourself and went, whoa, that's so not me. <laughs> I'm not doing this. And then it revealed the bigger picture, which was, and if I'm not doing this and that's what's required, there's a disconnect. Right. Yeah. 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 And she actually said it to me during that conversation. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're being real with each other. You know, and I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I hear you. What about you, Namaste? Um, it's interesting because I have a similar, you know, my trip up is very similar <laughs> in the sense of it, it took place in how we resolve conflict, you know, with a former partner. And um, I wouldn't say that my partner kind of was volatile. It was more of I was the more volatile one and he was the, the more calm one. And I would find myself yelling to be heard. You know, because I decided at some point that that's what I need to do to get through to you. And uh, very similar to what Richard is saying, I remember I was having a conversation about this and I was like, oh, my gosh, we've experienced the same thing. Um, <laughs> I looked at myself in the mirror during one of these arguments that was mostly on my side and I and I did not like what I saw. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what am I what am I doing? You know, I don't want to communicate this way. This is not how I want to resolve conflict, how did I get here, you know? And, and I realized that I was, if I'm experiencing that much discomfort, that much pain, that much angst, um, then I really need to ask myself, why am I continuing to put myself in, in that situation? Because I, I, I felt like I want to be in a relationship where we bring out the best in each other. Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, I didn't demonize my, my former partner, but I really saw that we weren't bringing out the best aspects of one another, you know, mm -hmm. and I just didn't want to do that anymore. And so I really felt like, oh, my gosh, I'm not my best. I'm not being my best self. <laughs> you know? So that's how I was tripped up. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. that You guys have had such similar experiences in that way. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, you were you were the opposite roles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really, yeah. Well, it, it really goes to something that we always say, which is that you really do attract what you what you need mm -hmm. and you are. Yeah. You know, and so I kind of felt when we got together, like we still have that kind of polarity. But mm -hmm. at the same time, we're able to um, embody it and live it out in a very different, very way, different way. You know, use our powers for good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, it's it's interesting though because that's that's a really key thing to bring to to light is you know because it's very easy for us to go, oh, you're like my last partner. This will never work. Right. Right. And in the example of the two of you, you know. Namaste, you were responding in a way because you thought that's what you needed to do to get heard with somebody who was very calm and didn't raise their voice and so on. Then you meet Richard who doesn't raise his voice and you could have easily wrote him off. Right. Yeah. Right. And be like, right. oh, nope, I know how this is going to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. And we, we oftentimes do that, right? Instead of seeing that person in the moment and going, oh, but who's the, there's we're actually we can be in partnership around this and find a way this works. Exactly. Right. Instead of just going. I've had one experience, and that explains how it will always be with somebody like that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's really a great example of true partnership, because I mean, I know you guys have experienced this. I certainly have, and witnessed this a lot. Is you know, the the thing you do that's the being in partnership is very rarely the easy choice. True. Right. Yeah. It's the thing that makes you go, okay, but there's something more here. That the the thing that we're creating together is is the bigger entity that we're trying to support. Right. And sometimes I got to do the thing that isn't my natural behavior. Exactly. But it serves the bigger cause. Right, exactly. And, and, and you know, it's interesting because I think Richard and I, when we've talked about it, it's this belief that we each journey and, and we are growing and we're doing all of the work and the healing and things like that by mm -hmm. ourselves, but there are certain types of healings that you can only do in partnership right, yeah. because it requires the feedback of another person in order to truly actualize it. Like you may think that you have the lesson, you know, right, like yeah. when my former relationship ended, my I'm divorced, so when my former marriage ended, I thought I had gleaned the lesson of, you know, calm communication mm -hmm. and, and learning how, you know, you don't have to yell to be hurt heard and I didn't call it yelling I call it pa I called it passionate expression <laughs> yeah, exactly so you know so it was like okay we you know you don't have to communicate that way and I thought I learned it mm -hmm. but the only way to really experience it and make sure that that lesson was actualized was in partnership right yeah you know and so when we got into partnership it was like oh you know and I could find those those old habits trying to rise up and then but it was the way you responded to me and the way I responded back to you that determined the the continual growth of our relationship. Right. Yeah. You tend to and I don't know if everybody does, but I know in our in our situation, we have can see ourselves growing and changing and evolving. But the thing that seems to be present as you grow and change and evolve is that you give yourself more time. Whereas, you know, before I think we would have to you know, grind it out and talk about it now. Yeah. And then um, with us, we would say, you know what? We can keep talking about this because I recognize that. And one of the things that we always say, it's probably the second thing we always say, <laughs> is it's never me against you. It's always me and you against the issue. The issue, right. You know, so whatever the issue is, whatever we're talking about, that's something that's a third thing on the table. It's not me against you. We're not at war with each other. Yeah. That is a great perspective. Yeah. I love that because it really is. It's, it's, you know, it's not about the two of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. Right. If it was a battle between the two, you could have solved that a long time ago. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. Well, let me ask you this because one of the things that, that 
I've noticed is there's there's things we trip up on, and then there's things that it's slightly different. It's it's what I call a duh moment. You know, one of those times where it's like, wow, how have I missed this? You know, how have I been doing the same thing over and over again and not realized whatever it is, whatever that uh, you know foundation is that's been the problem the whole time. And I'm wondering if if either of you have a, a time in your life where you're like, wow, I certainly remember that wake up. And then what were you able to do with that wake up and, and turn it into a building block for your partnership? Well, it's really, it's, oh my goodness, this was so profound. It really did change everything for me. Um, so when, when Richard and I got together, um, I can remember having a, con- we were having a conversation and it wasn't, he had done something and it really wasn't about him. It was about how it reminded me of my former partnership. And uh, so I was telling him about it and he was just looking at me and he said, you know, what does that have to do with me? And it was like he threw cold water on my face. And I just looked at him like, what? What do you mean? What does this have to do with you? I'm crying. I'm upset. What are you talking about? And he, he said, you know, he said, let me let me say this. What if we went out to a restaurant? It was a, a beautiful, you know, four or five star restaurant. It had linen tablecloths and everything is exquisite. And, and the server comes and they sit you down at the table and, and they, you know, they pour you some water and they give you the menus and you're sitting there and, and then they say, okay, you know, is everything to your liking? You say, yes. And they go, wonderful. We will be glad to serve you. We just need you to pay this bill. And, and they present you with this $400 bill. And you say, well, what is that? What? I just sat down. And they said, yes, but the people who sat here before you, they left this bill. And so since you're sitting here now, you have to pay it. How would you feel about that? And I looked at him and I said, well, I didn't make that bill. Why should I have to pay that bill? And he said, exactly. That's what you're doing to me. And it was a huge, like, duh moment for me because I realized a few things. One, that it wasn't your bill. It wasn't Richard's bill to pay. It was it was uh, left over from a previous relationship. But two, going back to the first thing we said, that I had a choice mm-hmm. yeah. that I didn't have to expect you to pay that bill, that I could release that bill and say, you know what? Oh, that person, they left without paying. Write it off like just restaurants do yeah. and, and just move on. And, and it just totally opened up a whole new vista for me that I couldn't believe that I didn't see before he said that. <laughs> yes, um, Richard, I think there's a whole lot of people who are going to thank you for that analogy that you shared with <laughs> Namaste because that, it's, such, it's <laughs> such a great graphical expression of what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it is like, um, I, this is not my bill. <laughs> Why am I paying it? I, I'm I'm really lost here. I don't understand. You're sitting here now. So. Yeah. No, that's that is so it's such a great analogy because it really makes it very clear. And obviously, everybody's been to a restaurant, so that we all know. Yeah, I would I would never do that. Right. I'm doing that to you right now. Right. Yeah. And then I felt so bad. You know, so funny. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that to you, and it didn't make me feel. I felt bad that I was doing that, but simultaneously, I didn't feel like you were like mad at me or blaming me or something like that. It was more like, I want you to be aware of what you're doing. And Mm -hmm. I had never even considered it. Right. And I I wasn't blaming you because I recognized that that was not my bill. 
Right. So I wasn't, there's no, no point in being mad at you. It's like, well, I don't feel anything about that bill in particular because it's not mine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to own it and say, well, let me just, you know, pay partial on it. No, no it's, really, it's really not my bill. <laughs> so, yeah. Fine. No, that's, that is a really, really great example of, of what we do to each other without even realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And again, it's, it's the choice and it's also the recognition that, wait a minute. I can write this off. Yeah. This yeah. is it's not relevant to any of the parties sitting here right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, Richard, do you have anything you want to add? Well, I think that we need to we always call it that that's how baggage shows up in your relationship and we can do that in any number of different ways. And I think the the key is to be willing to write it off and recognize that, you know, some things just aren't fair. You know, there are things that have happened to you in previous relationships. Nobody's ever going to pay that bill. Nobody's ever going to say sorry. Nobody's ever going to come back and make it right. So you have to make it right by, you know, by doing what you need to do in in terms of writing it off. I mean, in my situation, I think um, something similar was that I had resolved after my previous relationship ended that I was not going to get I was not going to get married again. You know, it's like no way. And then, um, you know, I had this another saying that we always have is no, no shrines to pass pain. Right. Mm -hmm. So I recognized that I had this huge monument to my previous relationship that was sitting square in the middle of this one with regard to that particular area of getting married and tying myself to a person for the rest of my life. And it was like, no, you don't understand this. I went, this has happened to me and that's happened to me. And I finally had to get over myself and say, you know what, I can. I can dismantle that. I can take the wrecking ball to it because that has nothing to do with namaste. And when I looked at that and I did tear it down, I recognized that I was like, man, you're late. You need to, duh. You need to marry this woman quick, fast, and in a hurry. (laughs) And she, I mean, she literally, she looked at me like, what? What? Like, wait a minute. It was like overnight. Like one it day, really I'm like, I'm, no, absolutely not. Never getting married. And then the next day, not the next day, but within a couple of weeks, I was like, I had made a decision, went out, got the ring. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm until, look, this is, this is what we need to do. Yeah. It was such a change that I actually thought maybe he was sick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, said, I did. I was like, said, are you sick? Are you sick? And I'm like, no. I was like, am like, I am sick? I sick? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I was like, okay, so what's going on here? Because it was such a drastic, you know, I didn't have that. That wasn't my particular shrine. So I didn't have that about marriage. It was just such a huge change from how he had been and how he had felt that I was really concerned for a minute, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, but it was beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's beautiful, been beautiful every day yeah. since. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, again, it's such a great uh, term for it is we do, we build these monuments. Mm-hmm. And the key part of that is we build them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it's got nothing to do with anybody else. And, you know, we can decide to disassemble them just as well as build them or, you know, maintain them, which is what we really do. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, I better paint that and make sure it still looks good. It's like, right. why are you putting any energy into it at all? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Requiring everybody who comes by it to genuflect and hear the story of your tale of woe. Yes. <laughs> what happened? You must like, come on now. Let's get rid of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a, a another great example. And, and I love the, the you know, the way you talked about how what a dramatic shift it actually was 
not just in, in your relationship with her, but for you. Yeah. You're like, all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I need to do this. Wait, this has totally changed your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it was like I made that all about me and my pain and my need to guard against future pain by maintaining past pain, by having this huge shrine to it. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, It's like I didn't... You know, for you, you would have to speak to the other side of that, mm. but I don't think you were going anywhere. No. But at the same time, I'd recognize that. Wait a minute, this woman is such a wonderful person, and she loves you so much, and you love her so much. And what are you doing? <laughs> you know, literally talking to myself, like, what do you do? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? That's great. <laughs> Well, let's do this. Let's let's shift gears a little bit because I, I know we've talked about you know some kind of pitfalls in, in partnership. And what I'd love to do is shift gears to to have you share a story with us of one of your proudest partnership moments. And it could be you know romantic or family or career or wh- wherever it shows up. And for me, it's it's typically something where when I think back upon it, I think as soon as I start thinking about it, I I just get a big old smile on my face. So I'm wondering what's one of those for you guys. Um, I would say for us, it is um, one of the things that we had decided was that we would um, get out of our corporate jobs and actually go into business for ourselves. And one of the things that to actually make that transition and to do it and to keep it going and it be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because I went from my job previously it taken me, I traveled a lot and I was all over the country and I was away from home weeks at a time and to actually be here all the time and be able to wake up and, you know, look at Namaste every day and do the things that we love is such a huge blessing to my life. It's like, you have no idea. It's, you know, to be, you know, to be traveling all the time and wish you were at home and then you know, almost like a snap of the finger, well, a three year snap of the fingers. <laughs> Snapping for a long time. Then to be able to actually live that life and be home and to do what you love and to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. there's, I, every, like you said earlier, you, every time I think about it, you know, it's like Christmas morning. You know, mm. it, it's like being on vacation yeah. every day. And it it's, is. Yeah, we spend a lot of time looking at each other in awe because. We did spend so much time um, apart, you know, when mm-hmm. Richard was traveling and I would be home with the kids and, and uh, you know, not seeing each other, only seeing each other a couple of times a week, even mm-hmm. though we lived together. I mean, just and when that shifted and we were able to actually be in business together and now see each other every day, all day long, it's like sometimes I'll just come into the office and I'll just look at him and I just have this goofy grin on my face because I'm still just like, <laughs> even though it's been years, I, I'm still just like, oh my gosh, we're here together, like right, all day right. together. You know? I'm going to wake awesome. up any minute now. I'm going to wake <laughs> up, right? <laughs> and we did it, you know, yeah, and we did yeah. it together. And, and so there's, there's something about that that is just exquisitely delicious to us. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I can definitely understand that. That's that's such a great example of something that, like you said, I love that anal- uh, that comment, Richard. Of, it's like Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like wow, I realize the gift that this is every single time I think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do now, Richard and Namaste, we we actually reached a part of the show I call "Bring It All Home," and this is where we step away from stories. And I actually ask you to just provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can apply directly to their partnerships right now. And where I'd like to start is I'm wondering what you would say is the best 
partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received from someone else? Hmm. I would say the best advice we received is um, we the letters we spell it out. It spells halt. You know, don't have a, a, a serious discussion when you are hungry, um, angry, lonely, or tired. But this shows up in different ways for, for both of us. For me, it's the T. You know, when I'm tired, I know I should stop talking about something, but I, I want to grind it out. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We don't have to go to bed. We can just kiss, stay up and just keep grinding and keep, you know, and, and it never ends well because I'm tired, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for you, it shows up differently mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that that is the best advice is that halt, you know, just don't, don't try to have those conversations when those things are happening because they're just not going to, you're not at that optimum state, you mm-hmm. know, you're not at the state where you have, people talk about spoons, yeah. you know, I don't have enough spoons, but when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you don't have enough spoons on board, you don't have enough internal resources to be able to look at your partner and give them the benefit of the doubt, to mm-hmm. engage with them compassionately, yeah, to, give, to, to yeah. give them grace, yeah. to not have judgment. All of those things are gonna start showing up because all of those things show up in a state of contraction, mm-hmm. which is where you are when you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You right. know, you're in a contracted state, so just don't have that conversation then. Even though usually that's when people want to have those conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very interesting. And, and, I've, done it. and I've had done people it. say, you know, but if I, okay, but if I don't do it now, by tomorrow I'll forget. And I say, well, that's a good sign that's that maybe that conversation <laughs> doesn't need to happen. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. <laughs> Well, that's a great one. I, I hadn't heard that before. And, and one of the things I, I noticed as you were talking about it is any of those pieces, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, put us in survival. Yeah. yeah. And survival has nothing to do with partnership. Right. Exactly. It's self-preservation. Exactly. So you will do whatever to make you survive that situation. And the mm-hmm. last thing that's happening is partnering. Yes, right. you're right. You're exactly that's Absolutely. so true. Yeah, you're in fight or flight typically. Yeah. You get there very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're threatened. It's like no. Yeah, well, it goes right against that. It's not me against you. It's us against the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's not when you're in those states. Yeah, it is me against you. Yeah, if you're in hall, it's gonna be me against you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's a great one. Thank you. Well, let me ask you this then: Is I'm wondering if there's a book or a resource that that you would recommend to our listeners, and, and why that particular one. Yes, the Four yes. Agreements. Four Agreements, absolutely, hands down. Yeah, by Don Miguel Ruiz, mm-hmm. um, and the reason why is because all four of those agreements are so powerful. Probably the one that sticks out the most to me is take nothing personally. Right. You know, yeah. and everybody can find one of those, at least one of those agreements that they're like, ooh, that that one's gonna be tough. <laughs> no, but but that one, the take nothing personally one has really transformed um, my life in general and our partnership because 
it's um, it's easy, you know, I, I'm a woman and I'm a very feminine woman and it's easy. I'm always very nurturing and very uh, geared towards connection. And so if Richard is tired or, you know, just has his, you know, very masculine oriented, very like I'm focused on this one thing, it would be very easy for me to take that personally and be mm-hmm. like, oh, you don't want to spend time with me. Oh, you don't like me or whatever. Right, <laughs> but yeah. it's like, you know, he's having his own experience of the world and that's not a personal reflection of how he feels about me it's about what's going on with him at that moment and i can allow that without feeling resentful or Mm -hmm. angry or or resigned even like oh you just don't having any of these judgments around it you know just letting it be like okay he's doing his he's doing his thing right now that's cool it's Mm -hmm. beautiful you know so and i think that shows up for me too um, particularly in that one in terms of take nothing personally, but it shows up differently because I think I have had historically had a tendency to listen to what's being said to me and do what in NLP we call a complex equivalent, right? Say immediately, I know what this means, mm. you know? And many times when you're talking to your partner, you don't know exactly what's going on in their head or what they're thinking or or, you know, you have to ask questions to ferret that information out. And you have to trust the answer that you are given as mm-hmm. being their authentic answer. Mm-hmm. And so with the tendency to to take it personally mm-hmm. and say, I know what this means. And you just said that, you mm-hmm. just said that to hurt me. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, when you do that kind of thing in your head, when I do that kind of thing in my head, I, I know that I'm going to be off I'm going to be on the wrong track mm-hmm. in terms of whatever happens next. Right. So I know that, you know, that book is particularly helpful in terms of understanding your tendency to do that. And also, you know, resolving not to do that or to get better at it as you go along. Yeah, because every day you can look at the one of those four agreements is undoubtedly going to show up. That you're going to say, you know what, I really need to apply this one. You know, and there's just so many places you can apply it, but it's really good in, in relationships as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is an, an incredibly powerful book. And believe it or not, I only recently read it for the first time. And I was like, where, how have I never read this before? I, I, I've known about it. Why, why was this like not? And, and the funny part was, I was like, I kept, you know, it kept coming up on interviews and so on. And so I'm like, yeah, I, wait a minute. I think I own that book. And I had it on my bookshelf. I already had it, and I hadn't read it. That was the crazy part. So I'm glad you reminded me about it again because it's it's now on my nightstand, and I look at part of it every night. So, um, yeah, it's it's an incredible, incredible book. And you know, there's something that I I, I know I'm noticing, and, and I'm sure our listeners are too, which is you two are an amazingly dynamic duo, and I'm sure you have way more you can share with folks than obviously we can fit into this show. So I'm wondering, would you share with our, our listeners, you know, how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you guys do? Well, we have a website, uh, www.richardandnamaste.com. Uh, and on that website, we have blog posts, we have, you know, digital classes that you can get access to. We have links to uh, to our online presence everywhere. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Snapchat. So we are, we make a point to have a presence so that we can be wherever people are. <laughs> so so that that's probably the best way to get a hold of us is just check out our website and you'll find links to, to just kind of stalk us wherever you'd like to. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And, and for all of you listening, I know that was a lot real quick and you're probably doing something else while you're listening. So 
all those links will be on the show page for these folks. So when you get back to your computer, you can simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and put in Richard Namaste and you'll see all the links there. So it's really easy to connect with them however you like. Um, you know, we're, we're at the top of the, the, the show here and, and I mean, your your stories and your your insights and all your little examples have been just like ridiculous. I'm loving them. I'm so glad you're on the show. I am so grateful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you you. for having us. This has been such a pleasure. Yes, love it. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.